BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Asian Avengers. So weak. Asian <laughs> Avengers. So weak. So, so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa. Whoa. There's five Asian And welcome back to another episode of Asian Not Asian Podcast. Asian Not podcast Asian, yes. Where two Asian guys now from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Mike Nguyen. And if you're listening to this on your phones right now, please take a screenshot. Put that shit on Instagram stories. Tag us at Asian Not Asian Pod. And if you're an iTunes listener, please leave a review. We've been slacking on the review we're stuck at 612 but i want like a thousand so please if you're an wow. itunes listener check us out yeah it's been we're, i mean we're up we're up there now man when we first started it was just like my girlfriend's review but now we have um 610 more reviews so that's kind of nice right yeah yeah we had so many fraudulent ones that we really should have been flagged a long time ago <laughs> but here we are here we are some of those are real so 600 yeah. well, some of those are real or so some so those are real, yeah man. thank you very much for uh the support of the review review it please leave some comments and such and um it's always helpful yeah well you know we we had a, a hack city comedy show last night it was a hot show thank you again for coming but uh awesome our, little, our lovely our lovely co-host here mike nguyen he was yep. uh he was he was in a mood he was in a mood always yeah and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. uh i was a little bit scared because when mike is upset <laughs> he he does give off a school shooter vibe and i was very scared and really so i texted I really him do. To make sure he was okay, and he was like, "We'll talk about it tomorrow." I was like, "That doesn't answer my question." But here we are, and so here we are live. <laughs> here we are going live with his um, with his feels. So I'll just yeah, kind of let you take it over. What was, what was going through your mind, bro? There's a bunch of things that are going through mind. I mean, there's all all the obvious sort of things, but I think it's sort of everything is sort of like hitting home. I guess you could say it's it's like. First of all, I I have to get off of Twitter. It's just like too much for me. There's just too much mm. craziness on there all the time. And the thing that really had like kind of set me off was uh, this tweet that uh, our good friend Suba Agarwal, she tweeted this, but it was this thing and it was like this old Joe Rogan podcast and this like gross comic was like saying these gross things. It was so gross. And it wasn't just that. It's It's a lot of things. But just lately, I just feel like Stand-up comedy, comedy as a whole, and then stand-up comedy has just really disappointed me in a lot of ways. Like other comedians have disappointed me. I've disappointed myself. I mean, I'm not. I'm in the boat too. I'm not like some saint, you know. But I just feel like this art form that's supposed to be transgressive and give people power and give people a voice, you know, just hasn't really been cutting it. And mm. it's just been. It's just. It's sad because like I still love comedy. I still love getting on uh hack city and doing shows i mean i did another show after hack city and i have a show tonight and i still love stand-up and i love the art form and but i just realize that it's not as transgressive i feel as it should be and that's a real bummer because it's it labels itself as being something progressive but it's really in some way so many ways it's not And, and i think in some in so many ways it can be but i just haven't been seeing it and i feel like it, it sucks because like this is the, you know, the sphere that I'm in, right? This is the, a change I can sort of make, right? So it's like the, the, these are supposed to be your peers and you're just sort of like, you're just like disappointed by everybody, you know? And uh, yeah. again, I'm not like saying I'm better than anybody else. Of course, I'm right there with you. But, you know, this, this thing that was supposed to be awesome, it's like you, you found out that you had this amazing, you know, whatever skill or or something really powerful that you felt could change the world and and in the reality it it, it's like just reinforces the world and it's just like that's a real bummer you know that's Mm. sort of what was what was going on and and like if if you're if this is stand-up comedy supposed to be like the fun thing i I do this for fun (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and if if it doesn't even if 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 the thing that's i do for fun isn't fun then where does that leave us you know what i'm saying so yeah that's sort of like what yeah. was going through my mind you know and it was it's a bummer i don't know what do you think dude i, f- I feel that bro i mean uh for listeners if you don't know the thing mike is referring to is like there was a a clip that went viral on twitter of of joey diaz and joe rogan talking like i don't even know this this couldn't have been that long ago 
but really, they're talking about like show. how Joey Diaz, Diaz was bragging about how he was saying like when he used to have a show and a, a female comedian wanted to get up, he would he would be like, "You gotta suck my dick" or something like that, and they're all yeah, kind of like yeah, laughing yeah. about it. And I, and like he actually admits to it like he's like yeah a couple girls did suck my dick and i'm like okay i think that's a crime but like he's just saying it on (laughs) this public platform but it went viral and then and it kind of like encouraged a lot of female comedians to come out there be like you know uh, this you know one time on an opener um canceled my spot because he found out that i had a boyfriend and he told me that if i want to open for him i have to open uh if i want to open up for him i have to open my legs for him or like some some hacky ass shit like that that was like what suba had to do right and and yeah you know, it's just like I can see that for sure. I mean, I'm I'm a guy, I'm a straight male, and I go to open mics and I feel gross there, you know? Yeah, just being and there. And just being there and, you know, I can only imagine what it's like. I I can I cannot even imagine what it's like, you know, if I was um uh, a female or, or someone who identified that way and it's you know it's just like yeah it's just and it, it just like it just kind of reminded me of all that stuff you know what i'm saying you, like we've been to horrible open mics and we just kind of push all that stuff to the back of our you know what i'm saying you kind of push it away because you're just like yeah. i just want to get up I just want to get up and do some do my time yeah. i just want to do my yeah. thing and just yeah, go, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah yeah you know yeah so yeah um but yeah that was that was sort of that was sort of it and it's just like that was like fuck man you know, it's just kind of, again, like it just, it was like in your own backyard, you know? For sure. I think that, that the, you know, the, the, the tendency or the urge to like push it aside, like maybe that was like the problem all along. And, and, True. you know, for, for a lot of reasons in these past couple of weeks, uh, you know, this whole, like it started with the Joy Floyd thing. Well, it didn't really start with Joy Floyd. It started a long time ago, but this whole movement kind of like is they're opening doors for uh, sort of adjacent problems like this one you're talking about and yep. uh i think people are comedians artists we're all sort of like kind of forced to reassess everything that we stand for and that's kind of wanted to get in uh to with our guest today just kind of like standing up for what you see and and kind of like how to go about doing that and uh you know our, our guest today the last time she was on we had a, a 90 minute roast battle uh the episode went viral <laughs> and uh, honestly she's one of my favorite people in the in- entire comedy community she's one of the good ones okay and uh what she's <laughs> one of my favorite things that she says is uh she's she always claims that being straight is her biggest flaw which is amazing and hilarious <laughs> so <laughs> so it's true so anals let's give it up for the hilarious Millie tamarez yes oh yay thank hey, you hey, for hey. having me i was just hearing what you were saying mike at yeah. one time i was I was on Tinder and I was talking to this guy and he was like, oh, you do comedy? And I'm like, yeah. And I had just started doing like stand-up, stand-up, uh, but I was doing already. I was very comfortable with sketch and improv. And the guy's like, well, I have a friend who runs a show in Bushwick and maybe if we go, like, if this goes well, like maybe I can get you a spot on there. <laughs> and then uh. I'm like, oh, what's the show? <laughs> and then the show was a show that, like, I actually knew the guy who was booking it, and he had tried to book me a bunch of times already. Uh, and I was like, no, because I didn't feel ready and st- I didn't feel ready to do a set yet. So mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, you're talking about this fucking show? Yeah, I know the guy. How do you know him? And he's like, oh, my drug dealer's friends. With-. So he didn't even really know the guy. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you suck. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Um, how are you? Uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen him. How, how, how are you and sort of like... How you been through this whole 2020 cocktail of chaos, man? Man, it has been a fucking ride. From, like, when I went to Europe, I was in Europe up until the travel ban. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, like, had this book. I had this trip booked. And then I got an audition that me and you did. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I booked the audition after I booked the trip. And I was, like, calculating. I was, like, okay, well... If I, if I leave or if I go, um, like leave my trip early, I'll miss like $700, like on hotels and all this shit. But if I come back, it'll be $500. So I went to, I came back to New York, did the audition and went back. Oh my Um, God. Yeah, I know. It was very crazy. Uh, but I'm glad I did that because, you know, who knew that that was going to be the last hoorah. And then... You know, I'm not going to go too much into the audition and what happened after that, because you know. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick, quick side note. We all got coronavirus from the audition because the main guy had it and he gave it to everybody. 
See, Fumi said that I didn't, so <laughs> he already got hired. I didn't even, I didn't even get the job. I'm like, is this the worst job interview ever? <laughs> to sort of tie it back to the thing we were talking about up top, but on on top of all those little stressful things, some, something happened. Some shit happened on on, on Twitter. Some shit happened on Twitter, and uh, you know, we don't know. <laughs> we talked a little bit yesterday. We don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. I know you feel kind of. Uh, neutral or like kind of weird about the whole thing um or at least not 100 percent satisfied with the way it went down not for your own game but just like the way the world is so yeah i just kind of wanted to get into it and, and i feel like um you know this story has different parts but um you know i i i want to come at it not from a uh, a vindictive point of view like i don't want to yeah. th- this is not we're, we're talking about you calling somebody out but i, I don't even want to use that word because i i, I want to use the word like bring into light because i feel like yeah. that's what you sort of did and i i really appreciate the way you went about it um i feel like that's one of the reasons why the whole thing went viral um but i was just kind of like you know give us a a little backstory on like sort of what happened um i guess all the way up until like your call out thing and we can just sort of get it get get into it from there what does viral mean to you because sometimes i'm like does something go viral i don't know like i don't i think it didn't (laughs) get like over a thousand or something i don't know yeah it's like two thousand but okay so I, I love that that's what we're still thinking about even after all this, you know. I know, like, what is viral? Because like, metrics. What are the metrics? I know. Like, back in March, like, second week of March, a uh, late night show reached out to me and they're like, we would love for you to submit, to, to submit a packet. And I'm like, great. And then they're like, we give a week to do it. So do you want to do it today? Or you want to start this week or next week? And I was in Europe, so I was like, oh, I'll do next week. And I was like, great. So then that the next week happens, and I never hear from them. So I just assume, oh, it's coronavirus. They're probably in a hiring freeze. They're figuring shit out, whatever. So that was in March. Then I see one of my friends had posted, I lo- you know, one of my black woman friends who's a comedian who's super talented. I love when I, fill, when I write two packets for a late night show, and they hire three and a half white people and um and the first episode's about police brutality like that's what my friend told me yeah. there you go uh, and then i was so then i was like what and then like she took it down immediately because she knew that it was not good for her career or whatever and mm. that even that was fucked up right mm. then i talked yeah. to her and and then it was the same show that didn't send me the pa- so i was like what the fuck mm. and then i talked to another friend and she was like, my other friend was a woman of color. She was a head writer of another show that was really well that like was canceled. And the whole writer's room, like to support her, edited her packet, like and really did all these drafts and stuff. And um, and she didn't even get an interview. Mm-hmm. So like so and then when I look, I'm like, they didn't even send me the materials. Yeah. Right. And I emailed them and I was like, yo, like I thought something happened, like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, my bad. You know what I mean? Mm. And and I'm seeing these white people, like, and it's not their fault. It's not the white people's fault, but I'm just like. It's kind of their I'm fault. I'm just like, it, <laughs> well, it's not the fault of the people who took the job, but it's more like, I'm just like, they just reached out to all these women of color, like, yeah. because they want to feel good, mm. but not because they're actually, like, they actually don't care enough to make the extra effort to make sure that we get the materials or even to give feedback of like, right. we, you were almost there, like nothing. And that was so, that pissed me. That was like, I was pissed, right? Mm. I mean, that kind of shit is like, I mean, I, I hate to be like literary, but like the book Invisible Man of like, mm. like no one cares about this black guy. Like people keep bumping into him. Like he's just not a presence. It's not yep. important enough. He doesn't, you know. Society makes him feel like not important enough and he can just like hide. That's how I felt some, you know, that was how I was feeling like, and that's how I feel sometimes in this community of like, I fucking bust my ass and like, I just felt like no one sees it. People reach out to me like I get these opportunities and they don't even care to follow through Mm. or I'll fucking spend, you know, they feel good reaching out to like a diverse Mm -hmm. pool, but they always hire a white woman or a white person. And then like I work for, uh, you know, when you get a packet, it's like a big writing assignment. It's like a 10 page thing. And then you, you drop everything that you're doing for that week and you write it. And then sometimes they don't even email you back to say that they got it or that they <laughs> yeah. gave the job to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, they yeah. don't. Yeah, and, then, and then you just see 
on Twitter that some white person who was a head writer of another show, and it's just like, well, if you have a white head writer, like, I'm never gonna, you know, so it's that that thing. It's like, I'm never gonna break in if I'm go if if they're like one slot for women, you know, it just felt so whatever. I'm on Twitter and I see um, this person, um, this white girl, and she, her whole like, like, I just saw her tweets and it was really like calling out that, you know, a lot of black people have to put their career at risk to call out these institutions mm. you know to say like second city's racist or all mm. these companies are racist and all this stuff and then she did like this whole thread about like why it's fucked up that black people have to do that why she, you know like i know that i you know she, her whole thing was like I, I don't remember it anymore but like i know that like i'm not perfect but she i don't even know if she used i'm not perfect but she's like i'm doing the work and other people should too and i'm still figuring out what my whiteness means and all Dang. this stuff and i screenshotted that and i sent yep. it to like to two of my like to two group chats and i'm like yo remember when remember this fucking girl and they're like yo and like you know i do um she's a writer right she's she's not just she's a very successful writer right, right. <clears throat> She's been on super, def, uh, def, uh, like a lot of uh, written for a lot of TV shows. Mm-hmm. She's objectively more powerful than me, <laughs> but we did. So we did um, a few years back. Me and this one girl did a uh, a panel. So you know something that I do is like it's really fucking hard. Like there's all this like a lot of people hoard information. It, it's like all this nepotism and stuff in comedy. So like. What I, you know, and I want it to be easier for other people. It, you know, I, I coordinate these workshops to get people information and to get people like how to write right. satire and all this stuff. So I did this, this one girl posted in a Facebook group I'm in and I have diverse as fuck as an organization and we've done a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, very proud to say that diverse as fuck, like this round of onion contributors, 21 came from our program. So nice. like very proud like we you know we do the work and whatever um but yeah so she was like okay i want to do this program for i think she said like underrepresented people and trans people or whatever right so okay so i was like hey we should partner up i already have a framework i already have a system whatever and just the and like for me like of course i want to do it for other people but for me i'm like okay this would be like Every you know, she's in a little more powerful position. She'll bring her friends along. I can meet them too. We can like all like lift each other up. And the whole experience was terrible. She um she like treated me like her assistant and not like a collaborator. Uh she, you know, said no to my ideas. We coordinated two free panels. I got the venue. We coordinated two free panels. And um, I was like, oh, can I moderate one? And can you moderate one? And she was like, no. Actually, everybody who's speaking on it, like, is doing it as a favor to me. So, and and there's some questions that they might, she, they might not want you to ask them. So, it's just better if I do it. She didn't even, like, bring me on stage to be like, hey, this is the person who helps coordinate. Like, she barely, backstage, she barely introduced me to any. She yeah. wasn't like, hey, everyone, this is Millie. She organized. She wasn't even like that. She's like, oh, this is Millie. Like, just really yeah. made me feel terrible was like at the center of everything and then also too like if it's a DAF event like you know i'm trying to bring in men of color you know and mm-hmm. um as well like and she was like really against that and she's like i mean i guess if there's room meanwhile white gay men came and that wasn't a problem right right and then uh and then my friend who was writing on kimmy schmidt uh, asked if he could speak on it, and I asked her. I'm like, "Oh, can my friend speak on it? He's working with Tina Fey." Like, he, she was like, "No, men kind of ruin the vibe." And it's just like <laughs> I've heard this about her. How she has like a disdain for men. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so you, so so you end up kind of. What did you What did you end up saying on on Twitter to this person? Well, basically, after that thing, like I just kind of swallowed it, and like I felt like I couldn't say anything. I was backstage the whole time, and it was, like, a really shitty experience. And I feel bad because multiple people, before I even signed up, were, like, don't work with her. Like, she fucking... You know, multiple women of color and people of color told me, don't work with her. She's this and this and that. And I thought, like, I, I, I thought I could, like, figure it out. I'm like, oh, she's going to use me. I'm going to use her. But she used right. me, like, more than I anticipated. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, damn. Man. So... 
when I see this thing, I text my friends and they're like, yo, and I'm like, should I say something? Because I'm fucking pissed right now. And they're like, my friends are like, we support you, bro, we tweet it, blah, blah, blah. And my one friend was like, Millie, like, if she's in a writer's room, like, she's not going to hire you and you're going to ruin all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. my one friend was talking me down. And I sat there and I thought about it and I'm like, I don't want to work with this bitch anyway. And then, <laughs> <laughs> fuck this bitch. What? Like, like, so she could do this shit again? Like, she would just right. do it again if, you know, so... Um, I hit set tweet and like as soon as I pop, so I wrote everything that I just told you. I wrote it in all these tweets, like stream of consciousness, like whatever, like and I quote tweeted her and I wrote all of that. You know, I had to suffer in silence. You like blah blah blah. You didn't listen to any of my ideas. You didn't even vote. You know. So yeah. As I, after I sent the tweet or like published it, like a minute later, like my fucking like. Heart was beating fast and I was like sweating. Like it was like a physiological reaction to yeah, yeah. what the fuck I just did. And after that, I get an, a long email from her, like a minute, like a minute after I sent it. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, it, the subject was overdue. And she's like, hey, I looked back and, you know, because I was subtweeting her. I was subtweeting before. I was uh, like, wow. I was like, on top, which is true, like, on top of, like, the coronavirus stuff that's killing black people and Latinx people, and on top of all the George Floyd police brutality protests, like, there's this trauma of seeing everybody who's ever treated you like shit, every company who's ever treated you like shit, posting about Black Lives Matter, Mm, Yeah, you know, and, like, that's a fucking trauma that, like, I can't reconcile, Mm, Right. so... I, I tweeted that and this like, and then I'm like especially white people call it. so I felt like she saw that and she was like oh let me apologize to her before right. she says I felt like it was like her a thing of like trying to keep me silent before I went off uh, but it, right 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 it right. was too late it was too late I already had so she, when Dang. I read it it was like I was like oh she was like I'm really sorry I know I did this I know I did like basically everything like acknowledging everything that she did and I'm really sorry and like I can talk to you about it and the last line was like oh my god I just saw that you posted on Twitter about this <laughs> like so I was like it was too late and then everybody started ripping her retweeting <laughs> What yeah. the fuck? So People what did were- what did you think about that? Because you know you had this sort of like pure intention with this. It was just more like I just want to like make sure that this is known. You know, like yeah, I, it doesn't sound like from the way you tell the story like you wanted to get her fired or any of that. I'm not even yeah. sure if that happened. But as Obviously. soon as it enters a Twitter sphere, you have no control over the, the narrative anymore, right? People are going to just bring up anything. In fifth grade, she called me fat. Whatever. Like, people are bringing in everything. Yeah. And sort of like, so what, A, what did you think about her apology? And like, B, like, how did you, what were you feeling when people were like kind of ripping into her? Was there like, it must have been kind of weird for you, right? Like, I started getting a barrage of texts, like from all these different people. I'm so proud of you. I knew she was like that. Blah, blah, blah. A lot of her, like, co-workers were, like, re- like her ex-co-workers were reaching out. And uh, it was crazy. It was just, like, a lot. And, and then, um, like, wow, you're so brave. And then it turned into, I mean, people were going in on her. And she reached out to me. She, she, re- she retweeted what I wrote. I Which I that. don't know why she did that's, that. That's the white person move now when you get called out. You retweet and you say, thank you for calling me out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess like, I mean, I, I appreciate her not deleting her tweets though because that would have been whack. <clears throat> mm. I hate when people do something fucked up and then immediately delete it. It's like, no, it's okay for you to sit in, in it a little bit and figure like out why people are mad. So I, I respect her for that. And I don't know if I would have retweeted it, but, like, she retweeted it, and that was good, like, so that, I don't know, to, for her followers to see, and then she replied, and she was, like, and then, um, so, so it was, like, dealing with that, seeing people rip her, like, I don't know, you know what I mean, I don't know how I feel about that, like, you weren't, you weren't trying, you weren't, you weren't trying, you weren't out there to try to, like, get, like a dog pile going like you were saying right you, you were just no. there to just to just to say hey this is what happened you know you weren't even out there trying no, to like, I, trying I to was like this no i was like you're hypocritical because yeah what i said was you're a hypocrite because you just wrote this whole thing about people who have to risk their job when like you did this shitty thing to me and you knew that like you knew it was shitty but you're like sitting in comfort knowing that you have more power over me so then right. don't like call out other white people for being shitty when you're shitty yourself Clean right, your yeah. own house. 
This is well, sort of what I would have been. <laughs> this is sort of what I've been talking about. I feel like you know this whole industry we're in. There, you know, all these people are always virtue signaling this and that, and like they're going to they're they're talking about Black Lives Matter and they're post posting black squares. But you know, they still they they still, you know, the the industry is the industry. You know what I'm saying? So like, do you feel, yeah. you know, Millie? Do you feel like that they're you know we've been trying to talk about change right and and you know we hope there's change on on a big macro scale and and we hope there's change even on the smaller scale right i mean do you feel like uh there could potentially be something different that happens i mean from you 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 were able to you know get some traction i I heard you got a manager which is awesome which by the way i can't even believe you didn't have one before because exactly we we look up to you like me and fumi are we're always like (laughs) what's millie doing because like and we're like you know we're like asking you these questions and that i found out you just you just got rep just now and i mean what do you think do do you feel like change is going to happen do you feel like something or is this well those are like you're asking me like five different questions sorry (laughs) i want i want want asking me about the the, yeah so like so the reactions and like kind of still back to like fumi's thing of like how do i feel it was Mm -hmm. like i mean overall i was so scared because it was like this thing of like I thought that if I spoke out I was gonna it was gonna hurt my career but then the reaction and I really feel like it was my intention wasn't to like dogpile or like fuck you bitch it was more like you need to fucking ex- which is the whole thing of like what I'm trying to do like yes I'm supporting the protest I'm going to protest all this stuff but white supremacy institutionalized racism is in our everyday lives it's in everything and we need to like And it's really scary when you think of it like that, but it's also really exciting to know that we can all make these changes Mm -hmm. to contribute Mm. to this culture where it's not as racist. So I really have been trying to reframe in every industry, like, we do this too. It's not just about the police choking and killing somebody. It's about you taking credit for a black woman's work or you Mm. making a bad joke or you, you know what I mean? So that's more of what I like my mission has been and more rather than like, I'm going to call out everybody who's ever done anything to me because if I did like every white person who did or said something mean or whatever to me, like if I did that, like, you know, I would be on Twitter all day. I wouldn't focus on me, you know, but I feel like with her, it was just because she was bragging so much. And I'm like, you really need to do the work of examining how your behavior has affected other people. So there was that. And then what ended up happening was that all these, then I just like, I in turn became a martyr for all these people. And I got, again, all these texts from people were like, yeah, I never liked her. And yeah, like go you and, 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 and like some of it were like my peers and people who were like, have been doing comedy less time than me. And some of them were like really powerful people, like execs, showrunners, um, even like, even like people with like 100,000 followers, 50,000 followers talking about DMing me being like, you're so brave, I could never do that. And I'm like, why? Like, why'd you wait for me like a poor, like black, you know, like why do I have to be the one to say something? You all Mm -hmm. knew and like, you know, you're set, you're waiting on somebody else to call this person out. Like that didn't really feel fair to me. And then also too, like I got this barrage of Millie's so great. Everyone needs to hire Millie. And then I got like, I got like five people, like five different, like meet my manager, meet my agent, take a meeting. Here's this packet. Can I wreck you for this? Can I wreck you for that? And it was, it's, you know, and and I feel like it's like a, a microcosm of, so it was just like, it made me feel weird. I'm like, very happy to get the attention. This is what I've been looking for. I mean, and fighting for, for years, yeah. like for people to see me and see my work and like know that like, it's just so hard to be seen and understood as a, as an artist too of like, I am black, I, you know, I am Latina, uh, but I do do these like kind of feminist joke. Like it's hard to get people to see you and like mm-hmm. for all of this stuff to come at the mm-hmm. source of like, damn, why do I have to call this white girl out to like get this shit that right. I've been working so hard for? Yeah. yeah. And like it took like a few of my friends to like, you know, white people never ask when they get shit. Like when they get they're never like, oh, I don't deserve this because my uncle gave it to me. They just take it. It's just like natural for my, them to take it. 
it's not even that it's it's more of like i was feeling like kind of like maybe i don't deserve this or right. it's cheapened because oh, at the yeah. root of it it's, i see i see i only got but, this because i yeah. called someone out not because i'm talking that's how i felt and my friends were like it doesn't matter how you got it you got it and like if you weren't talented if you didn't have the talent to back it up that's then all these people wouldn't champion for you so well, I, that's, but yeah. even that was like a lot to like process so then what ended up happening too was that girl sent me thousands of dollars on Venmo? <laughs> on Venmo, I heard that. dude, tell I us about that. that. Like, what? Like, yeah. when did it? How? That, like, how quickly did it happen? And like, yeah, what the fuck? Well, well, also, what, by you, the way, what yeah. was the what was the um the comment on it? Like, beers? Also, yeah, I, and, no, and then so, and then what kind of taxes do you think we're, you're going to have to pay on that? You know, what I'm saying. As well, income. shut the fuck up. First of all, <laughs> first of all, shut the fuck up. Second of all, um. She wrote, I owe you much more than this. Oh, okay. And it was like, <laughs> but when I, so that I published it at 5.55 cause I, cause I remember the timestamp and I got that at 7.50. So like not even two Did, hours later. Mm, yeah. Um, Do you, yeah. But then other people sent me money too. Like. Oh, what? People like, you know, cause I, well, basically she was like, like writing me like, we can talk about this, Millie. I reached out to Millie and all these... Because every time she tweeted, people were like, did you ever respond to Millie? Like, what are you going to do to change? What are you going to do to apologize? Yeah, yeah. What? And like, all these people... So then like an hour after I published the tweets, all these people were tweeting me and it's like, Millie's only... And then I wrote like, Millie's only setting... Which is so funny because... But I was like, Millie's only accepting payments in the form of apology... Or apologies in the form of payments. You can Venmo <laughs> me at Millie Tamaris... Millie-Tamaris at uh, whatever... And then I put thanks management, even though I wasn't. Uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> and then I, because I have that white forgiveness thing where white people can like send me money for whatever white guilt they have. I wrote Wait, so I, I, people. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, tell us a little bit because I don't know if people might know. It's like this hilarious. I don't even know what you want to call that bit anymore. It's like this crazy, yeah. awesome thing you do. Like, so like, what, how does it work exactly? Yeah, so basically, like, a few years ago, I made a sketch video, and it's like, white people, if you feel guilty, all you have to do is send me money, and I will forgive you on behalf of all people of color. <laughs> and it was, like, a satire, because, like, I feel like white people will be like, hey, um, I want you to know, like, I'm sorry for Trump winning, and it's just like, okay, uh, like, yeah, why yeah, you yeah, yeah. me that? Yeah. So I, I made that video, and then people did start sending me money. And, like, in the memo, they would write a confession of whatever they did or, like, why they feel like. And then it, like, that went viral. And I that was, like, in 2017. And I got, like, um, a bunch of write-ups in different, like, publications about it. Yeah. And um, I ended up having to stop that because it was funny and it was a fun bit. But it was just becoming too much of, like... Why people have too many too many things they're guilty about that you just... Well, it's also, like... <laughs> If I could push a pause on, like, me experiencing racism and, like, discrimination yeah. and just, like, deal with this funny bit. But, like, I still have, like, all this shit that I'm experiencing. Mm. And then on top of that, like, white people are, like, sending me, like, oh, my God, one time I did this racist thing. And I'm, like... They're, like, it pushing it onto you, right? Exactly. And I was, like, making myself, like, yeah, exposing myself to That's this crazy. shit. So, and then... And yeah, and like I was just getting these messages that kept getting like heavier and darker, and then it's oh you know, and then um, I kind of like just slowly. I realized the more I posted like my screenshots of it and like my commentary, the more I would get. So I stopped posting. What's the so much. weirdest one you got? I mean, I don't know I think if it the, was weird. I think maybe the two thousand dollars for. Well, wait. That's can we talk about that for a one. second? Like that. How does that make? You well, I didn't say the number. I didn't say the number, Mike. Well, what? Oh, oops, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, whatever. whatever. It but like, it doesn't, you, know, you, you said thousands. It, it, it could be five, whatever. But like, how? No, you know. That, and it's it's ironic because you just did a podcast. Uh, you were a guest on a podcast called Reply Always, a very famous podcast. And the whole episode was about like white people just paying black people because sometimes they feel too guilty or maybe like just not in the mood to go protest. And they're like, hey, have a coffee on me. And they might feel like that's enough. And there's a whole argument to be had about that. But like, I don't know how I would feel if somebody put a monetary value on 
some racist shit they did to me. You know what I mean? Like if that there was a kid in my high school who called me Masa Ching Chong for like four years. If he sent me like, hey, sorry about that, man, three hundred bucks. Like I I don't know if that would make me feel good. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe um, it's because it wasn't two thousand. I don't know. <laughs> I mean the the. There's like two things. It's like the one that I got from that specific woman and then the money that I get from random people. So from that woman, I felt like when I got it, I've, I got like so flustered. I almost passed out. I was like, what the fuck? Like my heart stopped because that amount of money, like to me, I, I got to move shit around. Like I don't just have, <laughs> I don't just yeah. have $2,000 on deck, but like. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and like two hours after, you know, that that was like spiraled, you know. But then, you know, I was thinking about it and I'm like, nowhere. I'm going to keep the money, of course. But nowhere in my like complaint or like where I felt slighted or anything was my complaint that I wasn't paid. It was more like. Oh, you interesting. Kept, be, like, I didn't. I didn't do that for the money. I didn't enter in that situation of like, I'm going to do these panels and I'm going to make money off of them and I'm going right. to pay my rent. And she stopped me from it. It was more like, I'm going to use this to make connections and help me be a stronger right. applicant for these late night, jo- yeah. you know, whatever. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. for me, I'm like, the money's nice. I'm never going to give it back. But <laughs> at the same time, like what have would have been more valuable for me is like, Having her be like, hey, I'm really sorry. Let Absolutely. me mentor you. Let mm. me connect you with somebody who's willing to mentor you. Let me introduce you to my agent. We're going to get you a writing job. Send me any packet that you have so I can look over it once before. Mm. Like helping me like develop my career. Because that's why I did that. I did that to mm. take up the next level. Not for money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And I mean, yeah. again, money's nice. And like, I'm not, com- you know, I don't want to complain about it. But like, and I mean, I guess that's, that's the whole point of for. that other but I, that's the plain of that's the complaint of like the other and that was like the satire that I was making with the white forgiveness sketch video anyway of like is there wor- is there like actual work that you can be doing to like combat like your f- guilt or whatever because I and I like the way that it was in the reply op- all podcast guilt is what happens when there's a space of what you're actually doing and between what you know that you should be doing right mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. There's work that white people and a lot of people can be doing to, like, make this world a better place. And they're not doing it and just throwing money at the situation. I mean, it can be helpful because, you know, (coughs) when I first did White Forgiveness in 2017, all that money went, like, I got to pay Andy's out to, to make videos for me. And I got to, like, boost it back into my sketch team. And, like, that helped, you know, that money actually directly helped my comedy and helped me, like, get whatever but like you know it's episodic it's like it's like a very episodic help you know it's not like it's not a it, it does it, it doesn't it's just a one time thing and it goes yeah away. it's like give a man a fish teach a man how to yeah, fish yeah yeah, yeah 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 but yeah. that's that but that disconnect is what i'm talking about because it's like you know people a lot of people i'm i'm not talking i mean myself included sometimes like they're too lazy or i don't know if, i don't even know exactly why it's, it's a laziness maybe they don't really want to maybe they don't they don't actually believe but they don't want to offer your time they're just like can we make this go away here's x amount of dollars and that's like sort of the to bring it back to what mike was saying up top that's like this sort of a sad reality of this situation is like do people care and if if they say that they are on social media why didn't someone stop Suba from being in that situation like why wasn't anyone there for her when that happened why, where was the club owner when that happened why didn't the booker of that club question what happened you know what I'm saying like and I feel like it all kind of leads up to all these ridiculous situations yeah. that people have to be in and um, just to address like what Mike was asking me of like do I think things will change I feel like do I think all racism will be over now that like people <laughs> protested George Floyd no <laughs> Do I think the conversation definitely shifted and people are taking it more seriously? I mean, I really see this as like the Me Too movement for people of color and black, mostly black people, because yeah. it's like this this reckoning reckoning of like and, you know, because a lot of women were complaining about sexual assault and sexual harassment for years and no one. And then it just took this really big, big thing for people. And then people really started examining to the point now where, you know, even people are like, 
oh, well, is it even okay if I flirt with a woman or hug a woman? Because it's like, like, <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, let's fucking do that. Because, like, yeah. I want people to get like that with race and with, because even just like the way that we talk and the way, because everyone's like PC culture, whatever bullshit. Like a few weeks, you know, at the beginning of quarantine, I was with Marsha Belsky and Melissa Stokowski and we would watch movies. We'd watch rom-coms. These are rom-coms like targeted to women, progressive ones too. Um, and they were so offensive. <laughs> so like women are crazy. Women are like money. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, and I, this was like in early 2000s. It wasn't like 40 years ago. So that that's the shit where I'm like, I'm so glad that we've shit. Cause like the way that we used to talk about these things, like it's terrible. So I feel like the conversation is moving in the right direction and people are getting more comfortable to be like, like even today I saw some like complex that like, got called out of like yeah. you guys were. And, and that's another place where I've always felt that I've always felt like complex is a thing. Complex is a company that like directly m makes money off black and Latino culture. people yeah. and culture and like everybody that I see on works in comics, like a white guy or like a non-black POC. So like, so then to hear a black woman's thing of like, you guys did all this shit to me. You guys treated me like shit. And now you want to post black lives matter. Fuck you guys. Yeah. I'm breaking my NDA. NDAs are fucked up, you know, yeah, which like for sure. NDAs are fucked up because I, like, I get it. You don't want somebody to expose trade secrets, but like, then it also keeps all these people like, from telling the truth on you so it's fucking it's crazy so I, yeah yeah i feel like things are changing and progressing hopefully in a good way but um i feel like we just all gotta constantly be doing work and reevaluating and stuff i i like that i i think it is about evaluating um i was happy to have you on here because like at the beginning of corona of of the quarantine I had posted how I had made a, I had gotten a big bonus and then you were, you, you had, you called me out on that and that, and that made me think, I was like, I was like, oh man, I really need to like spend my money better. And I never thought about spending money and like how money, you know, to talk about money to like, what am I doing with it? You know, what, 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 how am I like, how am I like challenging whatever I need to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a bad person. I need to like figure out like on the personal level. And I think that's like the, the change I feel that is different because like every day you confront racism and you, you have to confront it again and again and again. Every, it's like, it's like praying to God, you know, like every day you kind of have to do it. And uh, mm. it's like has to permeate everything you think about, right? Everything you do is your relationship to uh, race, right? And everything, you know, whatever little thing. I like to think that on this crappy podcast we can do something you know there's one thing i guess that's like the one little thing i have so i mean you know i, I think that's uh that's like your interrogation of yourself is like the way to start well my way to start doing it you know Thanks and i there. mean well first of all i just want to say i did call you out but because <laughs> everyone lost their jobs <laughs> Yeah. Like it was the week a lot of people lost their jobs. Uh, I love and it. you're like, and then Mike and then said he made. Did you write the amount? I'm he put like eight thousand no. dollars. How should I spend yeah. my fucking yeah, bonus? Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Everybody is fucking freaking out. Like, yeah. we didn't even know if we were gonna get unemployment. Anyway, yeah. so I'll say that. But um, also, I don't even remember what your fucking question. But, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But like, it's also like conversations that we have to constantly ask ourselves. Like, I got shit a lot, like a lot for like, is all dick and tr is trash transphobic, or is it very her huh. heteronormative? Because you know, am I really literally talking about dick, or am I talking about men, and am I talking about cis men, or tr and like. Having those conversations, you know, and I and then oh. I brought on trans people and non-binary mm. people mm. to talk about it. And it's like, well, do you agree with it or what do you think about it? And like have I have that examined myself, you know, mm. and and yeah, like those are things that, of course, like we can only benefit. And I, I heard that you're saying like it's, you know, <coughs> it's like sad that comedy is like doesn't, you know, it could be this like really I think comedy is a really progressive thing. And, mm -hmm. you know like 
the fact that you guys have your own like kind of independently produced podcast as Asian men, you know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. yeah. whatever is like a thing and like there's all these really great people who are like trans queer and like I feel like come, you know, there's just this big divide between like club comics and like the different scenes that are in, mm. you know, in New York and like That's the a club good point. And the club comedy scene, I'm talking about like the Carolines, the Cellar, yeah. the Stand, all that shit. Like, Please book me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> they represent like an old, like, you got to do this thing. You got to make it as like, yeah. you know, broad. Your comedy is broad and accessible, but it's broad and accessible for white people. Broad yeah, yeah, and yeah, accessible yeah. for, uh, comfortable for those people. And, um, and you can't like all these other strange, weird parts of you, like... That's not really like how you're gonna make it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. there's this other like counterculture where it's like you know what I you know I mean, I like musicals or I'm Indian or all this. There's all these really cool things about me that I don't want to like negotiate just to be able to do comedy and do art, mm. and um, and like I feel like it's really cool that there are so many people even like the black there's like the gay scene but then there's also like the black queer scene and comedy is a whole thing and they do it you know what i mean and like like i think it's really really beautiful and i i hope i mean i think everything will come back like eventually and yeah hopefully like we're stronger for it or whatever but yeah like that was like something really exciting for me that's cool comedian and like gave me a lot of hope I think that I, uh, I'm glad that you said that. Cause like, you know, I'm just trying to think about when, when I think, when I keep thinking about how comedy has kept, um, failing, I'm, I'm really, am thinking about like that mainstream comedy that is like, you know, a certain way that's like broad. Like you said, it's very, usually very white spaces. And, uh, I think you're right that the reason I'm disappointed in it is because those things are disappointing that 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 scene is disappointing to me i've i always heard you have to do comedy a certain way you have to have a certain kind of material and i've just you know with everything happening i'm just seeing like those are all that's just lies to keep yeah. make sure that yeah. certain people certain people can oh, get on, this, on stage and certain people can get up and certain people it's over the same thing over and over again oh you my know, god and, and you're right like i have i should be going out and checking out all these other scenes that are like uh, that are really doing innovative things, and you know mm-hmm. that's where interesting things could be could be happening, right? I just wanted to freak out for a second because that's I never thought of it like that. Like that, they're just lies to provide straight white guys with more stage time. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just more exactly. stage time for them. Like, oh, well, like, you know, you're, not, like, ta- you're not talking about those boat shoes the, enough. Those people, exactly. Those people, and it's weird because like you know the the Joe Rogans and, and the and the Joey Diaz. That's that whole vibe right but it's like those people mike they never fucked with us man that's why we're not in any clubs dude and like that's why i said fuck that like i don't i don't i'm not gonna fucking wait until i write a sweet joke about a fucking salt shaker okay my life is more yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. than a fucking stop sign <laughs> so i'm, I'm exactly. sorry yeah, i'm shaker, sorry yeah. i can't fuck the stool i'm sorry like i'm doing yeah, other yeah, things yeah, that yeah. are way cooler but so like, like don't be you know and like that's <laughs> yeah, also like yeah, yeah, yeah. what you know um that's also why it's like so exciting. It was so exciting and like also pretty scary to see like the rise of of Cat Cohen because that's somebody who like really didn't listen to any, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like yeah. you don't mm-hmm. have to listen to that. Like in general, I feel yeah. like but like if it's just like if people know that they don't have to listen to that, that it's all lies, that white supremacy is a lie. You're not better because you have white skin or your hair's a certain way or this and that. And like, you're good just as you are and you can be the best version of yourself and people will still love you and like fuck with you. If the, if everybody really knew that and felt that 100%, they would have no power over us and they wouldn't, and there wouldn't be people willing to jump through the hoops of like, yeah, you're yeah. right. I'm going to do three auditions to whatever. And I'm going to go through right. all these hoops that you're like, you'd be like, no, yep. fuck you. I'm going to go do my, I, like you guys are doing it already. Like you probably don't even like aware, but the fact that you're doing a show in Canal Street Market and not like in Midtown at some whack ass whatever, and you're selling out <laughs> and you're st- whatever, like you know that's like that's like the proof of the thing, you know. But like, 
they don't want you to know that. They want you to think that this is the only yeah, way because this is the only way. Right. Then they can't. Then they can't pay you less, and they mm, can't like devalue oh, you, and they can't. You you won't accept their bullshit, or you won't accept that like oh this and that. And I mean, I think that's like every. I mean, that's that's really what decolonizing your mind is. Yeah. Like yeah. Your space, yeah. Millie, you're your book. Yeah. You're booked. You're booked. Well, you're well, Fumi did you say, Fumi said, it. I have to suck his dick to do Hatch City. So I was like, <laughs> no, I'd joke. rather die. Oh, God. Uh, I was like, don't even die. joke about that, dude. Oh, I would God, never. I would never. I would never. And, uh, uh I would only yeah. ask my girlfriend to do that, and she always says no. So you know, nobody, nobody, <laughs> no nobody's sucking my dick. Nobody sucked my dick. I don't even want it. I don't even want it. America, no one That's thing. Funny. If you, if there's one thing you take away from this podcast, Fumi does not want his dick sucked ever for yeah. any reason. That's a lie. If you go on All Dick Is Trash podcast with Fumi, he says the first time he he fell in love with someone it was someone who sucked his dick and didn't ask for anything in return. That was nice. Yeah. That was very nice. <laughs> um, do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Millie, thank you so much for coming on. And, um, yes. you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like so many people put so much stuff on you. I'm sure we just did <laughs> just now. And you're <laughs> you're just like, you're you're killing it as usual. Um, where you. can people find you? I mean, wh- are you working on anything awesome that you want people to know about? Um, you know, let, let us know, man. Yeah, we're going to have a new batch of uh, All Dick is Trash podcast yeah. episodes coming on. Please listen to that. Uh, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, yeah, I'm just like, I'm going to be, I mean, how long are we going to be in quarantine? Who knows? Uh, I don't know. What's your What's your Twitter, just so everybody knows? Um, my Twitter is Millie, M-I-L-L-Y, Tamarez, T-A-M-A-R-E-Z, uh, at Twitter, or at Millie Tamarez, uh, for, uh, known as Wactose Intolerant, formerly known as Swaggetti and Meatballs. Um, on Instagram, <laughs> I know, right? I'm really killing it. Um, no, and it. on Twitter, on Instagram, I'm Millie on Fire, M I L L Y O four I R E. Uh, somebody made a fake Instagram with no. Millie and it has 75 <gasps> followers, and they used my real headshot. Whoa! No. You got stalkers? Yeah, you gotta be careful. I bro. definitely, I definitely have stalkers for sure. That's, that's wild. funny. Yeah. Um, um, as always, yeah. you can find us on the social media at Asian Not Asian Pod. I'm also on there at the Fumi Abe. That's T H E F U M I A B E on all platforms. Uh, you can find yeah, me on okay, Instagram at oh, <laughs> you find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. Um, and uh, yeah, be sure to uh, check us out on Instagram uh, and on Hack uh, City. Patreon. Yep, patreon.com slash Asian Asian Pod. We got bonus content on there. So if you want more of this, please subscribe. We have like 13 bonus episodes on there. We do it once a month. It's awesome. We also give you a shout out on the podcast. And get your ethnicity based on your last name. It's a very racist game, but we have fun with it. And uh, lastly, uh, Hack City. It's a show that we do on Zoom every Fridays, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Just Google Hack City Comedy, uh, Eventbrite, and uh, just RSVP. And we hope to see you guys there next week. Mike, anything else? Uh, I think that's it. One more time. Thank you so much uh, to our guest, Millie Tamarez, for doing this. This was amazing. Good luck. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll be in touch and we'll be doing stuff. I hope. I I don't know. I don't know how you're not working. It's crazy. Uh, So, you know, like. I got some shit popping off. Hey. Hey. All right. All right, right, guys. Thank you. you. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.